Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 434 at Edmonton. Guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. The Roos Chris in Edmonton was the 99th Roos Chris opened, and it is situated on 9990. Jasper Ab, there you go. Like right downtown. Great spot. Something. There you go. You've been there. Jo- the, oh, yeah, the gifts tickets. They there you go. My parents, and they love it. There you go. Jody Shelley is going to join us here right here right now. He's a Blue Jackets analyst. He's our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk. Trent and Travis. Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Jody, let's get to it. Uh, Good to see you, Bob. Good to see you. Oilers on a 13-game winning streak. Yeah. You guys had one a, a few years ago, right? Yeah, 16 games. It, it was uh, very similar comments out of the locker room. You know, I talked to Boone Jenner and Zach Wierenski today who were part of that for the Blue Jackets. Yeah. Sam Gagne was one of the players right. that was involved in that with the Blue Jackets and now for this one. And they said we were just taking care of business until – that record talk came into play. Yeah. And on January 1st, it was New Year's Eve, sorry, uh, December 31st of that year, they went into Minnesota. Minnesota had won 12 in a row. The Blue Jackets had won 14 in a row. And whoever was going to win that game was going to continue their streak. Yeah. And it just built this uh, momentum. You know, it was a lot of coverage. It was a bright spot in the in the, um, in the the season. And, you know, the, the guys were just kind of head down. And next thing you know, they were at 8 and then 13, 14. And that's when it got, that's when it got hot. That was the year the Oilers played you guys. Was that 17, 18, or 18, 19? I think it was. You know, I I, I should have looked that up. I thought it was 16, but I'm not Okay, whatever sure. the case, Edmonton didn't touch the puck in one of the two games. You know what? It would have been because uh, the Blue Jackets swept them that year. They won both games quite convincingly. As I, I'm pretty sure it was 16, 17. Yeah. Think of it. So. And how how'd you end up doing that year? Uh, Playoffs. Uh, that was the year. Was that the year that they swept? No. It was the next year. So it was a good year. They were in playoffs, I think, the first round. Against Pittsburgh. They yeah, got Pittsburgh. And yeah. Uh, they, they that's when Fleury came in. Uh, the, the, he came in in warm-up, and we thought, okay, this is good, but Pittsburgh had a good year. Yeah. So They won the Cup. Pittsburgh won the cup. Yeah, that was the year where they yeah they won the cup, but they were you know there were some issues coming in to yeah. the playoffs that year, and when Flurry comes in, we thought for some reason because he wasn't playing towards the end, we thought Matt oh Murray. this is good yeah you know because Matt Murray was the goalie to, to ride that ride the end of the season, and boy it wasn't good at all. There, there's been some strange runs between these two teams. There was the game in Columbus that the Oilers won where Torts was coaching. Yeah, it was five nothing after two and. He, f- he must have fired in Brimstone at the intermission because the Blue Jackets were looking for tilts in the third. And that's when Dubinsky got, remember he had uh, Cass got him with the left oh, hand. Oh, yeah. That was really bad. That was right, bad. Right in front of you. you in the fa- yeah, was it off a of face-off? Uh, yeah, broke his orbital bone. That's point. right. And he was never. But, no, it's just weird because even last year, Columbus won both games. The yep. Blue, Blue Jackets have won three straight against Edmonton. Yes, the orders are hot. Blue Jackets are young and fast. That's my perception. You watch these guys on a nightly basis. What are the Columbus Blue Jackets? How would you define them as a team? Oh, uh, they're young. Uh, that's you know, if the games were 56 minutes long, they'd probably have eight more wins. They're that type of team. There's a few teams in the league like that where okay. there's you know, if it's six minutes of a game where you're just scratching your head, 
Uh, it's a team that if things go well early in the game, they can ride that. Uh, it's a team also that if things have gone well for the first two periods and it gets hot in the third period or tight, they can spit the bit. They can, you know, they can fumble. So we've seen a little bit of that. And it's a young team that, you know, you've got Kent Johnson here who's, you know, he's, he's been to the minors. Should he still be there? Probably, you know, yeah. for development. He would hate to hear that right now. But that's the reality of, of a young player in the National Hockey League. Uh, Fantilli is, is hitting the wall here. He played 38 games last year in college. Uh, he, you know, he's played 45 already this season in, in three and a half months. That's catching up with him a little bit. Now he's on the wing. So they're managing guys, uh, young guys in the National Hockey League with ice time. Uh, but they're a team that, uh, no, it hasn't been a full team consistent effort a lot this season. There's been either goaltending problems or defensive problems. But since January 1st, they're top 10 in the league in a lot of the important defensive categories. That's a, pro- that's a plus. And they're scoring goals. So they're, they're coming along. Yeah. But they're dangerous. I mean, they're right. You're right. This is a dangerous team. Yeah. You I, can overlook them. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. So, look, let's get the elephant out of the room here. Yeah. Mike Babcock. And, and so our oh, list, that's still in the room? Well, I don't know. I'll just say this. i just say this. I, I knew Mike when he coached Lethbridge okay. and won a national championship. That's like winning an NCAA football title at Vanderbilt when you're in the SEC. You got no chance. They don't even have a program anymore at Lethbridge, right? And at that time, he was seen as a player's coach. Obviously... You know, Team Canada, the Red Wings, Toronto had ended. I'm just, uh, how has Pascal Vincent sort of uh, handled, handled things as a result of coming in here when, you know, Mike was in theory supposed to be the supposed to be the guy? How do you think uh, Pascal's, I mean, it's not like he hasn't coached before. I mean, he's got a, an extensive coaching background yeah. himself. How do you think, I was very impressed with him today at the availability. I like the fact that there was no BS with the lineup. He just said who's playing, mm-hmm. who's out. But you're around the scanner day-to-day, day-to-day basis. What do you see? I'm impressed. I really am. The circumstances he came in under, um, how he immediately uh, jumped like he has been true to himself and he's a guy a very intelligent guy who coached in winnipeg for seven seasons or a decade maybe there 30 years coaching and all uh takes notes paul maurice is a guy he learned from uh, takes notes as an associate uh supports the head coach the whole way but also learns what he likes and doesn't like from previous seasons and gets to know these players he's been now here for a few years four years so he understands that accountability is hard. He understands that knowing people is an important part of this. Uh, but he is, you know, he's benched Johnny Goodrow. He's, uh, he's healthy scratch Patrick Line. He's benched Severson, who's a guy who's here on a long-term contract. Uh, there is, when, when he puts his tie on, he says, or his whistle for practice, it's not about the individuals as people. It's about the team's success, and he treats them that way. He expects them to bring it. And he's been very, very consistent with his message, which, you know, you get 10 games in, sure. you don't know, 20. Now we're at past the halfway mark. So he's got some he's got some meat to what he's saying. And now guys are starting to figure out, okay, this isn't going to go away. He's got Mark, Mark Recchi supporting him and, and some a great coaching staff. And I love how he stands true to what he is. He's very confident, but he's very demanding in a fair way and almost like a modernized coach who's been honestly just grinding it out for the past uh, – past 30 years. We're joined right now by a longtime uh, Blue Jackets television analyst Jody Shelley. Bob Stoffer live at Rogers Place. The Oilers and the uh, Blue Jackets tonight. Elvis Merzlichkins is represented by Edmonton's uh, Jerry Johansson, who people accuse me of mentioning too much on the show. Are you show. buddies with him? Well, he's a great guy. Let's just say he's a good guy. Okay. okay. Um, 
I will tell you that there are Oilers players that think he's really good. They think he's a, and I, and I know last year Corpusello kind of got healthy and wrestled the reins back, and Merzlikins went through a difficult offseason a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know the story that was out earlier this year, but at the end of the day, this is a guy that's capable of being a number one goaltender. I've always gotten the sense that he's got the mindset that he's a number one as well, Jody. Yeah, he came out and said it last week. You know, there was a three goalie rotation. Um, it was um, it was tough for him because. He had dealt with injury, dealt with sickness, came back, played the first period of the Maple Leafs game, and then he had he pulled himself because he was wasn't feeling well, and that's when the organization said, "Okay, we need to figure out Tarasov is healthy now. Yeah. We've got a break in the schedule, so Tarasov, 24 year old, a huge upside. They wanted to ride him a little bit, and." They did that, and Spencer Martin was the other goalie picked up on waivers. He did a, a fair job for the Blue Jackets as well. So then Elvis, you know, in practice, three goalies, two nets, it was almost like the odd man out. Healthy scratching games where he wasn't on the bench uh, or part of it. So they kind of sent a message to him like, hey, it was twofold. Play Tarasov, but also team first. You know, this is an ultimate team sport. You can't be about Elvis Merzlikens all the time. You're right. He is an outstanding athlete, and when he's locked in, he's a great goalie, and this year he's played better, calmer. Uh, the, the defense is a little more predictable. You guys see it in Edmonton, what it does for goaltending. Sure. And it gives you a little more footing, and, and for him right now, he's a guy that has to go back to that mindset he had earlier in the season where He's a piece of the team. Give the team a chance to win, but it doesn't need to be the flamboyant saves or the big moment for Elvis. You know, it needs to be a quieter moment in the game that he had. And he's had a tough time with that, in my opinion, where there needs to be more action around him. He wants to be heroes in some some, some situations. And to me, that puts a lot of pressure on him, and uh, he doesn't need that pressure. But now coming out and saying he wants to be the number one, beat the Vancouver Canucks, uh, you know, that felt really good. He was thrilled about that. And now tonight, this is a test for him where, again, it's right back in the net. Are we going to see uh, Reed? Oh, there he is, yes. What's up, buddy? Oh, there you go. Thanks, Reed. Uh, so we're not going to see your uh, your check tonight? I don't think so, no. I uh, Let well, me see. I don't have him in my lineup. Okay. No, he's not in there. Okay, so what have you seen? Because he's a, a top six or seven. I mean, they've got yeah. they've got three young first-round defense prospects between him, uh, Denton Matejchuk, who played for, yeah. plays for Moose John, a real good offensive team, Corson Coleman's, who's had a little bit of an understated uh, season in the American League so far this year. They do have some prospects coming on the yeah. back end. Obviously, they got to get Wierenski healthy. He's by far their best guy. Have you have you had enough of a chance to sort of draw an assessment on what you're seeing? From your check, yeah. yeah. He, he's, uh, he's raw. You know, yeah. he's a guy that he's got a great a- attribute where he wants to run. You know, he's like a, one of those Colts that you need to tame him sometimes because he'll run himself right off the track. And sometimes he'll put himself out of position where he's too eager to get up on the player, too eager to jump to the puck in the corner, and it just leaves guys around. And uh, he's got a high engine. He's got a good skill set, a good shot, and he's got a not a carefree attitude, but he's not afraid to make a mistake. And, and sometimes that can be really good. He, you know, he, he's, he's fearless in, in when he steps up at the play or makes a play in, in the neutral zone. But it does get him out of position sometimes. And this is a team that, you know, the simpler the better in the, in the defensive zone. You know, good Branson from Calgary yeah. was the door off uh, a couple of years ago. The simplicity to his game is what makes him effective as a big player. And I think you're a check. The offense in the, in the offensive zone is there. But it's, it's, it's sometimes he needs to, to change his brain to be like, all right, this needs to be a defensive shift. Like, this needs to be more of a sit back in the rocking chair a little bit. It's interesting because a lot of people thought, well, geez, if the Oilers win in five against Calgary, they gotta they got to get to, you know, Gabranson and Zdorov. That wasn't the pairing they got to. 
It was it was against Hannafin and Anderson that right. Edmonton got to in that series. Uh, I, for the record, I think Fantilli's got the highest offensive ceiling of all your. That's my opinion. Yeah. Of the younger forward guys, uh, am I? I know Marshenko can shoot the puck. And yeah. He's got some offensive instincts, but am I missing the boat there, or has Fantilli got a chance to be you sort of finally? And, and I know you mentioned he's playing on the wing, and he hasn't taken a lot of draws, but. Is he eventually going to play in the middle, do you think? Yeah, they're protecting him a little bit, Bob. It's one of those situations where he wants to be in the middle. Like, this is his personality. Like, he wants the big moment, the big game. He wants the puck. He doesn't shy away from it. And that's that's one of those attributes. When you're around uh, good or people like that who are confident and great in their ability and, and believe in it, you know, you know you're around them. They're, they have an, a kind of a, a presence to them. Yeah. He's got that. It's yeah. not cockiness. It's it's uh, swagger. It's confidence. And, you know, college is a, a lot different. Mistakes, they're there, but they're not as important. It's not as beating down on structure sure. like it is here. And that's where he's a, he's adjusting to his game is that, hey, this isn't the college level. This is every little play. If it's a three-foot play or a 30-foot pass, it's got to be done properly and quickly. He has the upside. I agree. He, he's He's got the intangibles that you look for in a player like that. All right. Corey Perry signs at the end. Yeah. Isn't it great the guys that you actually played against are yeah. still, in, still in the end? 47 years yeah. old. Yeah. You know what? Play him Thursday, Bob, yeah. against the Chicago Blackhawks. Wow. That would be gold. I would love to see that. I mean, Corey Perry, uh, Lance, he's, he's a great character guy. Won the Stanley Cup early in his how career. Much, how much, when you play, like, look, you were very, you had a unique role. It took a lot of courage yeah. to do, and you did it for a long time. You willed yourself to have the NHL career that you did. Uh, he could do a little bit of everything, and he evolved over time, too. He took on more, like, you know, I know lots of people thought he was a rat uh, or the worm, and I'll be the first to admit, I wasn't a big fan you of him. You guys don't like him here. Well, he, Or you didn't, I should say. Now you do. Reed's laughing back there. Now, now you do, because of course. he's kind of exactly what they needed. Like, you know what, with just the change of, you know, Hamlin, we all like James, it's a wonderful story, but Holloway's got a way bigger ceiling, you know, higher ceiling. And now Holloway's up and running, and then it, we're intrigued to see what Perry can do. But you tell us, as a guy that used to play against him, yeah. how can he impact the team? And and is there a shortage of players like that today because of how dramatic? Like, hey, the players got more skill today than ever before. Yeah. But that gamesmanship and that moxie, that's what he's got. Playoffs. It's playoffs. He understands the temperature of the game and what he's bringing, whether it's being the guy in front of the net or scoring a big goal or you know, I've heard things about him as a teammate where he's wonderful in the locker room. And there's a little bit of grumpiness you need sometimes in yeah. the locker room. And it's a different. It's not just a grumpy guy who's quiet and doesn't say much for sound bites. It's a guy for the guys who says, what are you doing? What are you doing, Connor? You know, don't worry about that. Those little those little conversations yeah. that happen behind the scenes, like it's only one game. It's only game three. Guys, we got a lot of time to do this. I remember when I was playing with Yarmir Yager uh, in Philly. And I heard a conversation. He was talking to Scott Hartnell and Claude Giroux, his line mates. And talk about understanding series at a different level. He said he told Hartnell and Giroux, and they were laughing about it. They said, Yogg's just told us he wants us for games one, two, and three. All we do is cycle the puck in the offensive zone. Just cycle every shift. Cycle, 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 cycle. So games four, five, six, and seven, those 2D that are playing against that line every shift will be worn out. Yeah. It's a different way of thinking. You know, it's it's a strategy in the playoffs. It's understanding what the playoffs is about. And I think that's what Corey Perry brings, and plus everything else. Yeah. Well, it's all about perspective. I know that Rick talked back in 85. There's a legendary story at the Oilers at that time. And 
he was getting in Wayne Gretzky's grill, and he goes, it's going to be a long series, Wayne. And Wayne turned around and goes, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Rick, but we plan on having this thing over four or five. <laughs> <laughs> and they could do that. Jody, it's wonderful having you on. I, I know I, I – are you doing double duty? Are you doing read as well or – I know, he didn't ask. Okay. No, I, no I, just us. Jody, he's, just – He's blowing me off. All right. Reed, just, Must be a bigger story. Reed, just, you know, I did actually check with Jody <laughs> to make sure that you were uh, – already. you know why? Because Jarmo didn't want to do our show today. So uh, the future GM of the Columbus Blue Jackets is just yeah, right. Thanks a lot, Jody. <laughs> Thanks, for Bob. Great keep, having you on. Yeah, keep that headset on for 15 seconds. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 453 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. The Oilers Now Injury Reports brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang of James H. Brown. Proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the U of A Golden Bears. Edmonton completely, relatively speaking, healthy. Um... The Columbus Blue Jackets, Sakharensky out with a high ankle injury, uh, plays 24 minutes a game, and a clavicle injury for Patrick Laine. Uh, they, by the way, make a combined $18.2 million a year. Again, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We'll go to some texts momentarily. You can join New West Travel on an exclusive road trip to Dallas this April to watch your others play the Stars. This New West Travel package includes airfare, four nights, deluxe hotel, great game ticket, a welcome reception with yours truly, complete your trip with an optional AT&T Stadium Tour National League Baseball game. Everything that's bigger in Texas takes place in April, and it's bigger in Texas and includes this road trip. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Brendan Escott's back at the 630 Chad Studios. Um, this text comes in from Albert. He says, Bob, I'm like you. I see nothing but upside in Broberg and Holloway. Perry is an excellent pickup. If there's a weakness to the Oilers, it's the absence of a puck-moving defenseman. They don't generate enough offense from the back end. The lack of production on the power play would back that up. Goaltending and solid barring entry. Um, that's uh, who they're going to play off. If there is an injury, I expect uh, Campbell to be recalled. All right, Brendan. Uh, Albert mentioned the power play. Albert mentioned the power play. Are you concerned about the Oilers' power play? Has it become too predictable? <laughs> no, because uh, to me, these are some of the most creative players in the National Hockey League sharing the same ice surface. So I, th- I think that you can expect, especially because they've been together so long, uh, but just generally speaking, most teams' power play units don't stay together, so they wouldn't even have the opportunity to get stale over the course of a whole season. But this group is pretty well locked in with its five. So uh, to me, once you start seeing them shoot the puck more and create some of the chaos where you've got Zach Hyman scoring from inside 10 feet, which he does better than anybody in the National Hockey League, uh, that's a way of sort of opening other things up. So uh, I don't know, Bob. I think that they're maybe too pretty about it right now. They're trying to pass the puck into the net. You've got one of the the, the elite cannons. Use it. Now, that being said, I'm told that... uh, in terms of scoring chances created during this 13-game stretch, 
They're right up there with Columbus, or uh, Colorado, who's got like double the uh, power play percentage that the Oilers have during the same stretch of time. I don't know. That's that's what I'm told. Randy says, Bob, I love Corey Perry. I uh, have loved to hate him over the years. The dude will bring some nasty gamesmanship to the roster that has been missing. Between him and Kane, the Oilers are becoming an extremely uncomfortable team to play against. Now can work your magic and bring in Yanni Gord, and you can have a gas can on the ice. Um... You can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, uh, Dave from uh, A-Town says, the power play woes strategy to me. This is all on purpose. It will start clicking when needed to come play off time. Mm, conspiracy theory. All right, there you go. Let's uh, do this. We're going to go into Oilers Game Day Trivia. It's presented all season long by ProAmSports.ca. Uh Fan Cave and Fan Gear specialists for all budgets. All correct answers are entered to win a Mark Messi 11 by 14 autographed and framed Oilers photo. Check out ProAmSports.ca or visit them on the at the store 12728 Saint Albert Trail in Edmonton. Evan Bouchard went 10th overall in the 2018 NHL Draft. Which defenseman? For the Columbus Blue Jackets, selected by Chicago, went eighth overall that year. Texas, the correct answer at 780-496-0063. It is 457 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Randy Kilburn will have the answer when we come back and bring aboard former NHL player, general manager, and agent Brian Lawton for Wow Factor Desserts.